0: All right, this is Mrs. Brightside, with Mrs. Brightside herself, Lucretia Lyon, where the glass is always half full. I know, it feels weird that we don't have booze. I mean, should I start this over? Like, I mean, I've got some wine. I'm like, hold on, wait a minute. I'm like, Dude, yeah, yeah, would you yeah. like some wine? Because <laughs> I have uh, some from uh, Stephen Amel's Knocking Point Winery, and if you guys would like to sponsor this show, that'd be great. Um, sponsor it, sponsor it. Be happy to still continue to be in your wine club and pay for it but if you want to send some extra bottles feel free Um,
1: (laughs) Uh, totally
0: yeah uh, but yeah so this show is where we get really positive about really negative shit (laughs) (laughs) totally or uh, you know sometimes it's just about uh, changing lifestyle and this is why I wanted to have James on my show you guys may have recognized him from the person who interviewed me on this first (laughs) episode because I'm guessing this is how this is going to go but yeah so um, James interviewed me I was his first guest on his podcast so that's why I insisted he be mine. Yes. And James is somebody who has come to a career of hosting and entertaining, and he wears too many hats. I'll have him name all of his jobs here in a minute. It's like Erica Kane's husbands. So there's a long list. But, yeah, he came to a lot of this later in his life, and that is something that a lot of people view very negatively. But, mm-hmm. honestly, most of my heroes weren't successful till after they were 30 anyway. Mm-hmm. Like, I so, I was curious to see how you feel about that, mm-hmm. the mantra, you would say, mm-hmm. I don't know. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, it's funny because, you know, hi, I'm James Lott Jr., mm-hmm. of course, and, and it's funny because I came to this business at 40, or like right before, I'm right before 40, I like 30, I don't know, I'm going to say 38, 39, I've been, yeah, it been 10 years, I, I, oh yeah. my God, it's been 10 years, God, 10 years I've been in this business of show. Um, and uh, that's late for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. They, they say that you should be done by 30. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You're washed up. Um, 35, even more so. 40, 45. I mean, it's crazy. Mm-hmm. Now that I'm 48, almost 49, and being successful in this business, it's very strange because people tell me to dye my gray goatee. Or, you don't look old. You look so young for your age. You know, I get all those things all the time. And for me, it's about the work. I like being creative. So I'm like, I found it. I finally found it. That's all I care about. I found. Don't care what age it is. I found it.
0: Well, as I say, I mean, my you know, one of my main heroes, Van Cura. Dude wasn't even Mister Bertram till he was what, 32, which was, you know, his first character on the radio, Kara. And that's the thing is like, there's so much this misperception of like, if once you pass 30, you're just, you're just done. And it's like, no, most of us don't even start our lives till after 30. And I can't believe someone would tell you to color the gray in your beard. I you know I know I have daddy issues if you listen to the first episode. But yeah, dude's got a little bit of grey, that's sexy. Ooh.
1: I get that too, so I get yeah. the opposite. So I get both of it. It's just funny how our industry you know this, our industry dotes on the young. <laughs> they are it to the young beauty, youth and, and everything. And they, and
0: well now like, we know why.
1: Nowadays we don't know why, yeah. Brian Singer. We really know why now. <laughs> um the latest thing. Uh, no, but here's what's funny for me. I, you know, I do look good for my age because I am black. And black so, you and, know, crack. and black. And black <laughs> and black. And this is really good. I took care of myself, but I really didn't learn about myself until I got older. Yeah. Until I got older, I finally came into who I want to be. Being an adult, you may turn 18 and be legally an adult. I don't I was an adult until I was at least 35, 40. That's when I became an adult. Because <laughs> um, now I know stuff, and I I lived through some stuff, and I can pay my bills and. I don't always like to go through things. So all that experiences which led me to this career or careers that I have, um, it benefits me better because I can handle it better.
0: And uh, can you list, Erica Kane style, all of the careers that you currently hold? <laughs> I am,
1: in, I'm a multi-hyphenate
0: yeah.
1: slash, I am an actor, painter, poet, spoken word artist, recording artist, uh, super organizer, life life coach, Uh, producer, writer, creator, uh, radio host, podcast host, TV host, um, author, once we got that, author. Those are the things that I do mainly, not to mention I'm a gardener, I I know it's like paints, I'm a gardener, Um, a father, grandfather. Uh, and I think it's, like, it's, like it's my body enough, thank yes. <laughs> yeah, I do and those are good.
0: jobs, too, being a father and a Yeah, they are, they are.
1: I raised two beautiful daughters, Tammy and Monica, and my grandchildren, Zayden, Ryland, and Scarlett, uh, with one T, which will tell you it's one T. Um, but yeah, I, I song, I'm a songwriter, and I just, I, I, I'm a creative person, just creative.
0: Yeah. And that's the thing is when you are a creative person and I've sort of learned this uh, because I've sort of held so many different lives for me because, you know, a lot of people and uh, don't know that much about me. But I came from a very different place than I am right now in a lot of ways. And I imagine you grew up in L.A., yeah. but you've not always lived here. Can you talk about some of your experiences in different places in your life, as in, you know, the different places you've been? Because LA is a creative town, but not everywhere is. And,
1: that's absolutely true. Yeah. Um, it's my second world, peeps. So I love you to death. Best regime's you gonna die. <laughs> um, Central Valley, oh, it's oh. very much a, a political town. So yeah. I was very political, so I didn't do really well there. San Francisco is semi-creative. It is, yeah, and that's why I did a little better there than I did in Sacramento. Uh, Pittsburgh is getting more creative. Uh, they're filming there now. There's an art scene that's happening now there. And it's it's getting more and more. And it's very rural there. So I get inspiration from the rural aspect that I do when I'm here in the city, which I love the city also. I live near the beach. So it's like the beach. So like it's going somewhere else, being outside of Los Angeles. And I love New York. I used to a lot of time in New York. That's very creative there, too, but very fast. Um, every place just has its own energy.
0: Yeah. And um, with Pittsburgh, what's interesting when you talk about that like is I've always known Pittsburgh, because I'm a big Andy Warhol fan. Like I'm not filming this, guys, but you can see if you've ever seen pictures in my house, there's Warhols everywhere. That's where the Warhol Museum is in Pittsburgh. Yeah, and I've yet to go, but like...
1: The Warhol family's from Pittsburgh. Um, The museum, you should see, it's right there near PNC Park. It's a really great museum. Um, I loved Andy Warhol. I mean, I was alive, of course, when he was around, so I grew up seeing him. his weird troupe of people and, 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 uh, films. And I read Andy Warhol diaries twice. I have a big time. I read it twice. I <laughs> love that book. Um, and he's a fascinating pop culturalist.
0: Yeah. And that's sort of the thing is I almost don't even consider Andy to be an artist in the traditional, like, cause his paintings aren't that spectacular. I mean, they're essentially, you know, prints of things that already existed or whatever. It was more the culture of who he was. I always consider Andy Warhol to be one of the most successful con artists of all time <laughs> because even myself, I still buy all this crap. Like, And that's brilliant to me that this guy sort of made, he really didn't do that much. It was just who he was that was so interesting. Yes. And um, yeah, I could talk about Andy for a yeah, while, I but know, this yeah. is supposed to be about you. About so me, about me, me, me. And, and yes. that, yeah, as you brought up talking about how you live in that time, and that's one of the one of the re- many reasons I love to talk to you because I wasn't born until 1988. Yeah. So honestly, most of the things I love so much, like the 70s, in a way, yes. I wasn't alive. Yes. Like, and so that's another thing that's very positive that. about coming to things later in life is you have all these experiences. And while well, me, I'm I'm still so pissed I didn't get to see David Bowie or Prince or, uh, or certainly yeah. Freddie Mercury live. Uh, talk yeah. about talk about all the great bands you got to see oh, before I, I was born.
1: Okay, so for me, I'm a huge concert goer. So, yeah, me too. Um, and I, and growing up, my parents were concert goers. So mm-hmm. I mean, my first concert ever was Earth, and Fire, 1976. Oh well. Wow. And it, all I remember was lots of afros <laughs> and Egyptian stuff in the background. Um, you know, I grew up with uh, parents who loved all kinds of music. So we we saw Carly Simon, mm-hmm. uh, we saw James Taylor. My mother was a huge; she was a Bob Dylan fan. Uh, of course, those asking Young fans, we saw them in concert. Um, and then Disco Hit, <laughs> and I was a disco baby. I love me some disco. <laughs> I knew all the dance. I could do the hustle and the worm, the cowboy, and the freak. I could do them all. We used, to have, we used to have, at school, we used to have after school dance contests and stuff. And so, are those
0: dances or sex positions? Because they're, like, they're all dances. <laughs> they're dancing.
1: They probably became sex positions later. Um, but they are all—they are truly dances. I wanted <laughs> to be John Travolta's Tony Manero so bad when I saw *Scent Fever*. I wanted to be him so bad. The dance sequences in that movie are so—we like that white boy. We look like at dance.
0: Danny Terrio, <laughs> who totally
1: tra- trained him, was the show called *Dance Fever*, which was really good. We watched every Sunday night. It's I do so seriously, go on YouTube. Go on YouTube and watch just like three dance sequences. It's so good. And for you, all you General Hospital fans, you watch Staying Alive, mm-hmm. you'll see Fidola Hughes in that film, she was his dance partner in that movie. Okay, uh, she has a dance background, Also, yeah. people know. Um, but no, I, uh, then we saw, we saw people like Donna Summer, you know, Aww. back then, of course, and they- Some
0: Madonna. <laughs> uh, uh,
1: uh, okay, now see, Madonna and I had a love, for, we thought Madonna oh, was black yeah. when, we first, when she first came That's out. That's fine. Because a girl named Madonna, I think it's white, black. And then at that time period, we didn't see her. She had released a few singles like uh, Everybody and Physical Attraction, and we didn't mm-hmm. know what she looked like. And then uh, most of us of the same age will tell you, solid gold, she mm-hmm. turns, she comes out this pink thing, we're like, she's white? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <Named> Madonna? <laughs> That's so funny. And see, so now you can imagine anything, yeah. anybody my age at that time, we were like, we thought she was black. And then she We're coming she, out
0: of Detroit. Detroit everything. Was was like everything. Everything about. Well, it's like my name. Everyone thinks uh, yes. I'm black. I mean, <laughs> I'm like, I have the blackest name there. I think you're
1: light skinned. <laughs> yeah. um, but yeah, so we thought so. But so I somehow, though, I'm pissed. Somehow I missed her first tour oh. for Like a Virgin 85. Oh, yeah. I don't know why, because that, song. that year I saw Wham America. <laughs> it was the gayest show <laughs> I had ever seen in my entire life. I didn't even know it. We thought George Michael was straight. He, had, he said he's British. So I saw Where well, America, I was I got over for him, here at Hollywood Park in L.A. Oh, that. Well, like, uh, so I saw Bruce Greasy that year. Oh, well, I've never seen Born in The USA, Boss, but I'm actually hours.
0: not as big of a Boss fan as people would expect. I yeah, like, he he's really, fine, but yeah.
1: Well, he was good. It was, yeah. it was a great car. I got to see it for free. I saw Princess Purple Rain that year. <gasps> oh, so, so I mean, I, I, it was a great year, but I don't yeah. know how to miss Madonna, because she was, that, year. <laughs> you know, okay, here's the story, you guys. It was brief. But you understand, that year, 84, 85, was one of her peak Mm. years. She was the biggest female. And the thing about her, she was, like, 23 years old, Mm. and she was, like, wearing bustiers and boy toy, and and it was, like, she was so, like, cutting edge.
0: Yeah, that's the thing about Madonna is Madonna sort of opened the door for that – you know, female rock star, and that's the thing is, while well, Madonna is not a rock star, and then no. Robert Plant, no. since, but Madonna was the first female icon in that way of that being shocking, you know, and that's the thing. She's so iconic that there has to be, even if you don't like Madonna's music, that level of respect just for she has stayed in this game and been an innovator. Yeah,
1: I would tell people, I think most people will agree, whether mm. you like her or not, yeah, that her eighties were her her output then, and how she. Stood up to the society and she got so much flack. I couldn't imagine being that young. Well, basically around your age your mm-hmm. age group, that young getting flack from everybody. Um, but also getting praise too, but getting flacked and she was like, she was a real fetish. She took like parts of Pat Benatar, parts of Blondie, never Harry Blondie, parts of and then just said, Okay, I'm gonna make my own thing. I'm gonna be whatever I wanna be. She is the only yeah. female artist where every single video she has ever done, she looks different every video. She's actually a masterclass in media. She, that same year, I remember at the Playhouse, Playhouse, Playboy and Penthouse, it were gonna come out, she just, she could've ruined her career. She was like, yeah, I was 18 years old, eating on trash cans. I got, took some pictures. They released them, they made her bigger. I mean, she just knows how to turn Shit to sign all that whatever she does she, she, she doesn't deal she can make it
0: madonna was the original mrs brightside just there you go. spinning there you go. shit into gold that's right like, and, she could
1: and she did and so
0: and you yeah yes. you, you mentioned debbie harry yes you ever get oh, to see? Oh, no i haven't i was like i've
1: seen her i i love her so much i died but david bowie i saw Glass yeah. spider tour Because oh, wow. a friend of mine I played with him yeah the guitarist and i used to work at a place called music plus records my first kind of foray into the business um my brothers, sisters and I we all actually there were five of us who worked there, five siblings worked at the same place here in LA. Um, where was get, that at? Yeah. It was it was in Inglewood. No, so it was oh. Near our, near our heights. Oh yeah. And we were over there and there was a fat burger next door that? <laughs> <laughs> was gonna fat burger all the time. Um and get my Orange Julius, I'm gonna get to my Orange Julius where you were I used love Orange Julius. Um but we used to we used to get tickets and things to a lot of the things that were going on and we had friends who were musicians. Um and so we went over to the Glass Spider Tour for free. I saw a bunch of other little bands. I mean, I grew up going to hair bands in the 80s. Yeah. I was on Sunset Strip. I was well, there. so did
0: I. I'm just not on the Sunset Strip, right. just being a child and your dad <laughs> dragging you to poison and stuff. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, okay. That's
1: all of I saw. I, mean, I saw LA Guns. Yeah. I saw... Right, Chili Peppers early years. I saw. Oh man, I've never rats. seen the
0: Chili Peppers. Oh, okay, despite Zephyr's name.
1: I, I know. <laughs> I've seen Chili Peppers four times. I've seen every incarnation over the years.
0: Oh wow! Because I love John Frusciante, yes, and yes. I was like, I wish I could see them all together.
1: I've seen yeah. every. I saw them here in L.A. It's a place called Madame Wong's West. It was a little tiny Chinese yes. place, and they play. And they, have, they also have Madame Wong's Chinatown. But Madame Wong's West was here, and and I saw them first time they're just like a punky thing. Then I saw music later with the Toadies. I don't know if anybody oh, yeah. was the Toadies. I love the Toadies. Back in the 90s, I yeah. love them. I
0: love
1: 90s music. Um, then I saw them at the, thing called the Tibetan Freedom Concert. They opened that. And that show, it was Bjork, Beastie oh, Boys, wow. um, Paula Cole, um, I mean, they had everybody, oh, everybody, everybody, everybody oh, <laughs> exactly, oh, they exactly everybody there. Uh, Sarah McLaughlin, it, it was everybody, it was like the whole 90s group. Uh, they didn't shave their armpits. And then I saw Rob <laughs> Shepard Peppers again later for Californication. So I've seen them like every, oh, I've seen every incarnation of them. They put on a great show. Um, I think I've seen Madonna seven times. I've seen every tour oh, wow. except for Like a Virgin. I saw Prince five times. I had to get permission from my parents That <laughs> I was 13 at the time to see the 1999 tour. And you have to understand, folks, this was, before, this was right before the cusp before he got popular. Little Corvette and 999 became hits and delirious. But he wasn't a superstar yet. He was still that dirty kind of young androgynous. Whatever. Nineteen ninety nine
0: was the Stars theme song for years because oh, that's go. the only time we ever won the cup, and like that song's so important to me for all many funny. reasons. Yeah, funny. I it.
1: Uh, So that concert was the Vanny Six, yeah. the Time and Prince. They all toured together. So I had to see them all, and I had to get permission because it was an R rated show. But I've seen him. I, I saw him about five times. I saw Michael Jackson with the Jacksons. For the Victory Tour in 1984, um, and that was a gift to me. So that was kind of fun. I had a good, I had cool. a good year I yeah. uh, 80, um, of concerts. 8:45. Of I'm certainly about all the big ones. Uh, I've seen uh, Diana Ross. I've seen Barbara Streisand.
0: Oh wow! I've
1: seen Annie Lennox solo, which is like a, which is an experience onto itself. Was her a piano?
0: Oh wow!
1: It was so beautiful. I cried half the concert. It was just so good. Um, I've seen I see a lot I see a lot of the '80s bands like Wayne Chung and mm-hmm. Mr. Mister and and um, Human League and uh, New Order. I saw, well, I, saw I love I, New War. Order was so they were so good. I My saw dad. Devo. <laughs> okay. oh,
0: I love Devo. Well, you yeah, know yeah. So
1: it was funny. So Lollapalooza, yeah. you were probably a kid. When it was out. Yeah. Um, one year it I'm was the
0: Simpsons episode. Oh yeah, I <laughs> remember too. Um,
1: but they had they one the, I didn't I didn't go the first couple of years. So I was like. I, I wasn't into, was into Jane's Addiction. I didn't know who they were. And I was like...
0: I Ooh. love Jane's Addiction. I do yeah. now.
1: Someone ed- educated me on them. I saw them live. I saw Perry Ferrell separate. So okay. I've seen them both.
0: Perry Ferrell was a special guest the second night of Foo Fighters okay. when I, when we went to the forum two-night show during the Broken Leg Tour. Oh, okay. So that's cool. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So no, he, they're good. They're yeah. good. So I did like them. Um, but no. So La Palooza, that Palooza, the year I went, yeah. the mid-90s, it was Metallica, Soundgarden rancid oh, yeah. i was, like, I was a big
0: punk rocker so yeah. I, I still like rancid okay the record was good <laughs> yeah.
1: and demo came out i was like I was like what the f yeah. and they rocked out
0: yeah like the thor ragnarok soundtrack is amazing oh, okay. because it's- it is you know tom doing all the music and like uh, okay. um my favorite one of my favorite drummers besides like dave Grohl is josh freese and he's in their current studio and okay. you know live drummer as well like, it because he's played with Nine Inch Channels and all sorts of things. So that's just, I, I rarely meet people who ain't know who Debo is yeah, and like but, them as much as I do. Right, so I'm like, course. that's always that's cool. That's my time period. I was like, I've you. never seen them in concert. And I'm like, I saw oh. them.
1: And so I'm funny, but some ranch Okay, so back in 1987, 88, I would see somebody who, I was in Sacramento, would take me to these shows, a place called The Crest. They're mm-hmm. out of business now. It's a famous place called The Crest. And I saw Skinny Puppy, Guar. Oh,
0: wow. Um, I mean, I
1: mean, we are showing abortions on screen, and they're like, in cock, is in total costume. Yeah, Gwar and is like, just a
0: fun band. I was
1: like, what am I watching? But I oddly like it. It was like really crazy. Uh, I saw Front 242, which was like heavy, you know, hardcore, techno, techno punk. Um, I've seen Chemical Brothers. I've gone to Raves when Raves were big. I saw Moby and mm-hmm. everybody back in the day and there was all these everybody's just like doing E and we're all touching each other and That's fun, uh, Yeah, it was like back in back in the nineties. And then then I went really bouncy for a while. I was very I was very house music person. Um, that was That's the, one of
0: the things that's never hit me. The closest here. I could get was Massive Attack. And I was like, I, I like love, Massive Attack. Oh, my Attack. God. I love Massive I, Attack. I, I, that was my ecstasy jam was oh. Massive Attack. Yeah.
1: Well, I worked on House and their theme yes. song was Teardrop. Teardrop, so, yeah. So, I, mean, I mean, it's Massive Attack. Tricky, Massive they were all really good. Uh, there's actually an album by a Massive Attack member. Her mm. name is Martina Topley Bird. Mm. That album is is produced by him, of course, and by Tricky. It's so good. Now, out of Tricky, yeah. you know his... Brother I mean can I go this wrong, either brother or cousin did a, a band called um they had a big hit, I can't get no sleep. Oh my god. It was Rolo and mm-hmm. oh my god, look at the name. It was another there's a, a, a dance band that was kind of related to them, but they were total house music dance. And I love them too. But I went that direction so I see people like CC C. Peniston and um and I just got these all these bouncy just bouncy I saw con twice. Yeah. Uh I saw Pebbles. Terrell, <laughs> no, as I go to I go, those I go, I kind of, Alexander O'Neill, I saw Morris Day by himself. Oh
0: my God, without the time? By himself, yeah, so yeah. Bobby Brown
1: by himself, without new edition, because my prerogative was so huge at the time. Oh,
0: my prerogative was a great
1: song. It's a great song, it's a great song, he was a little step by the song, because I like oh. you know, Bobby Browns. Um, so I've seen a lot of concerts, I, 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 big and small. I also have friends who are in bands, I, always, I try to support them. Whatever they're playing, um, and so I mean, concerts are a big part of my life. I just I love concerts.
0: Mine too. As I say, I mean, growing up, uh, you know, my dad would take us to concerts, and that's always been a big part of my life. And I love meeting people that do because so many people don't go. I know, really yeah, like, um, have you ever seen Elton John? Like, I've always wanted to see Elton John. Like, I've, and seen, I've
1: seen. I'm like, dang it. And he's, yeah. he's actually coming to play again, the Million Dollar Piano at, at Vegas. Oh, um, I saw. So, see, I, I rooms uh, we should go. Actually, yeah. <laughs> I was because I grew up with him. Obviously, grew up yeah. with him, all his music. I see. I saw Shania there. Shania oh playing. wow,
0: I've never I seen Shania. I love, I love her.
1: Shania. Yeah. Uh, Garth Brooks and Trisha Yearwood. They gave a private concert. I was there, oh. and they were really good. I love Garth Brooks. i big Garth Brooks I just bought his anthology. Just came out right now. Mm. It's the first five albums of this big coffee table book. It's so cute. Um, and also I saw their share. Bet midler oh my god the, um all the big, yeah. the big ones they're all i, I was like the big the,
0: gay lady like <laughs> you seen, Bar- you seen Bet, barbara and Cher, and diana and diana oh, like yes. oh my god james like you, you know you are like one of the best gay men <laughs> yeah, yeah, of all time yeah, yeah, like yeah, yeah, you yeah, know there's yeah. like a checklist that yeah, you have I, to saw do. Yeah. I saw them
1: all and i and they were and they were all amazing amazing people so but i saw them all and uh but when I went through a, a period I was going through where I was trying to see all the old folks before anybody goes. I was like, try to see everybody. So,
0: I wish I'd seen Tom Petty. <laughs>
1: me too, and I love Tom Petty. I, I, mean, like, I mean, I forgot how many songs of his I really, really enjoy.
0: All of the songs, all, I mean, all of the episodes of Cougar Town are yeah. named after Tom Petty yeah, songs. I like, oh. I,
1: but I love, I mean, I forgot how much, yeah. I mean, Heartbreaker solo, Traveling Wilburys. Oh, I mean, God. I love I love all that stuff, and I just like, Traveling Wilburys, is funny, they're, they're just looking a the video, their video for Handle the Care, and almost all of them are dead. Because hmm. there's there's Roy Orbison, well, wow.
0: oh yeah, that's right. Him,
1: uh, George Harrison. I know. they're all, they're all I, dead. I mean, like except for Jeff Lynn and Bob Dylan, are already so alive. So the
0: funny thing is, Adam Carolla was talking about that same thing on a podcast a few weeks ago, and he's like, "Who would have thought Jeff Lynne would have been one of the last ones?" I know. Like, last- well, it's just
1: so funny. I mean, for me especially, because for my generation, a lot of the R and B greats are gone. I mean, it's like Barry White, Luther Vandross, Rick James, Prince. Yeah. I mean, they're just, they're all dead. And they were all, they weren't old. None of them were old. Prince was only only 10 years older than I am. It was like, it's just like, like Michael Jackson. I mean, they're all, it's like, who knew Madonna would be the last one of that, that big three? Madonna's the one that's left.
0: Yeah, certainly didn't expect that because Madonna has lived at least, you know, a more, you know, outlandish lifestyle than Prince. Because, like, Prince is one of those interesting cases of he wasn't a druggie. And honestly, what did him in, it's very much like the ending of SLC Punk, is like when he finally had to take these Uh, painkillers for, you know, a legitimate medical condition – they hit him, and it, and yeah. it's a matter of like it's you know so for weird. people who
1: don't. And it's so weird, yeah. So it's like, for me, a lot of them are dead. Lou Rawls, um, one of the Beastie <laughs> Boys, one of the run of DMC. I mean, what, what I mean, uh, DJ uh, uh, Master J. I mean, a lot of them. There people we grew up with. They're all dead, and they were all young. They weren't old.
0: I just thank God every day that that my musical like hero Trent Reznor is still alive because I mean, in two, it's just a testament to how much drive he's had, because he has certainly had a darker time than a lot of people yes. like his heroin addiction that basically made the greatest album of all time. The Fragile was like the darkest points. And, and I still have never forgiven my mother for not letting me go to that tour. Like and, and and the live album, Mom was called, and all that it could have been. Yeah. It was written for me.
1: Well, I would say two things really quick. Yeah. One, I should have went to the carpenters. Yeah. I'm and them to go to the carpenters. If <laughs> Karen had a voice of an yeah. angel, just couldn't be down.
0: <laughs>
1: Bitch. And then the <laughs> other, okay, but the other one, I'm of that for me so. too. The whole grunge era. I mean, that spoke to me in my 20s. They were in their 20s, oh. 20s. Kurt Cobain. Ooh. Lane Stanley, Chris Cornell. Yeah, I
0: love Lane. They're all,
1: Scott Weiland. they're all the lead singers are dead.
0: Yeah, like, honestly, I was surprised that Scott Weiland was actually, and now Chris Full Cornell odd. was the last one. But, like, it's so funny, well, because, too, I didn't get to see Scott Weiland because my half-brother got arrested that day, oh. and we were supposed to go see Velvet Revolver and, oh. and Alice in Chains, but Lane was already dead at this point. It was just Jerry yeah, yeah. Um, But, Yeah. Fuck you, Lance. I'm sorry. This is bringing yes. up a painful memory. See, yes. It's like, and then I never got to see Scott because I always missed Stone Temple Pilots yeah. when he was back with
1: them. Yeah.
0: But yeah, and that's the thing is like, now we have all these memories of the concerts we didn't get to go to. Yeah, as well. it's not
1: good to do. Well, now, I will yeah. say, I got to see Linkin Park.
0: Yeah. So I've right seen Linkin Park a few grand times. They're so great. Me. And yeah.
1: actually, for me, I'll share this really quick because for me, it's a special memory because uh, my daughter got me and my grandson tickets. Aw. So it was three generations. And it was it was AFI, who were really good actually. I didn't know much about them, but they were really good. It was AFI and Gerald Lennon's band. What's that? Um, Miss, um Thirty Second to
0: Well the, Mars. Ugh, the and, worst band in the entire but world. But they were guys. I
1: could see them, and then Lincoln Park came out, it was in Sacramento. And there was one point where I looked over, there's a picture of us, I just looked at a picture of us, where it's me, my daughter, my grandson in a row, we all singing the same song. And I actually got tears in my eyes. I was huh. like, Wow, three generations, we know we all like this band. We all know the song. Like, I never thought my entire life I would ever have that experience.
0: Yeah, that that is such a nice like, heartwarming memory. And, and that is the thing is like despite, you know, the misgivings my dad had, we always had a good time when we would go to these concerts yeah. for the most part. And that was always an important part of my family. And even though my little brother will swear to God, it was Black Sabbath reunion tour okay. uh, where they got back together with Ozzy. Pantera and Incubus open at Reunion Arena. He swears this was the first concert, but he is lying. It is oh, no. <laughs> the spice Girls was our first I official see them. Concert, I saw the Like in a big venue. Like, cause be- we actually saw the Beach Boys at our baseball uh-huh. field in Tyler, along yeah. and Neil McCoy was a local. Like, cause he was know, from Longview. Like, there was a few country concerts, but we count. I'm, I'm like, yeah, if you, you know, it was Spice Girls, so and then, funny. um, well, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, exactly. So, what was your first one? As
1: i said it was, yeah. it was, it was Fire was cool, first. Yeah. Yeah, but I saw fiery. I saw Spice Girls. I saw the reunion tour. I didn't see the first one. I saw the reunion tour. Yeah. Um, and I loved it. I cool. mean, they were fun. They were totally fun. So I had a good time. But it's funny you say about your brother. It's so funny. I'm like, it's funny. They were huge.
0: Yeah. Cause so, yeah, Earth, Wind & Fire was your first one. And there's so much in between. And I know I talked about not getting to go to that one night in Nails show. Yes. But I've seen them five times since. It's oh. actually the first time I ever came out to L.A. It was all by myself. Wow. For their last show. I'm doing quotations. Yeah. Um, uh. But, yeah. That wasn't, but I uh, mention Trent Reznor all the time yeah.
1: because he's Oscar winner Trent Reznor, yes. of course. Mm-hmm. But number two, I talking, someone asked me the other day about the song. I always thought the song "Hurt." Yeah, that's his song. But when Johnny Cash does it, his version, and you see that video. He dies like a few months later, and it's like it's like that song was written for him.
0: Yeah. And that's why when he does the interview in the Mark Romantic uh, DVD, because I used to want to be a music video director is why I went to film school, and there used to have these copies where it was compilations of music videos by certain directors. Yeah, I, time, was one. I
1: have that one. Yeah,
0: exactly. Yes. I have the Spike Jones one still, but yeah, I, one I used to too. have the Mark Romantic one, um, which is who directed, A, the Closer uh, video for Nine Channels and Perfect Drug, and okay. then as well as Johnny Cash's, Cash's Hurt video. And in the interviews on there with Cher Isser, he's like – yeah, like, that's not my song anymore. This was his. This it's was, his. you know, because Trent tends to get a little, you know, protective of his I'm music sure, because sure. it's so deep. Yeah. But yeah, you've never seen Nine Inch Nails live? I'm like, where was I going with this? Yeah, yeah. No,
1: I don't understand I them live either. I, I was, it's funny. Nine Inch Nails, Tool, there were a few, <laughs> the Circle, I think it was just an offshoot. There yeah. were certain bands that I was never into. I had friends who love them, although you always see the t-shirts all the time. They love them, and there's songs that I liked from each one. I like music, yeah. so there's songs from each person. There's songs from my I liked, but I never saw, I mean, there's a couple of songs I really liked from them, actually, but I never huh. saw them in concert. And then when he did the um, the soundtrack to the Social the, the uh, social Network, where he won
0: the Oscar. Which right?
1: I love that yeah. soundtrack, and so it's like a very interesting soundtrack, the music and the choices he made. I started go back in his catalog and listen to some of his regular music. I'm like this stuff is really good. I just for some reason I just didn't take it all in.
0: Yeah, and that's sort of the thing is I was so connected to it because it really spoke to me. And you know, it was a band that basically existed for my whole existence. Like you know, Pretty Hate Machine came out in 1989. Yes. Um, And then that was actually one of the, my older brother gave me the album, was the first album I owned. The first album I bought was Beck Odele. Like I always sort of liked that music and I was a big Tool fan and A Perfect Circle. Like I actually like A Perfect Circle better because I agree that Billy Howardell's immensely more talented than Maynard. And Maynard is a great singer but uh, Tool is one of those things that I can never fully love because he's such an asshole and I hate I, their yeah, fans. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. all of my friends that were more Tool fans than Nine Inch Nails fans and it wasn't that we disagreed but it was a matter of they had a dickish attitude about them and I'm like it's it's sort of like yeah, uh, funny, other base. It's funny yeah.
1: because, you know, we had you know, the same time period yeah. Anthrax came out, and I was an Anthrax fan, and only because they kind of would pair mm-hmm. up with like, people like Public Enemy and stuff so they did stuff doing kind of it's weird. It's the same thing that happened when Blondie came out because when Rapture came out, the song Rapture, it's the first rap song that hit number one on the charts. Yeah. But, it's, but but they weren't doing it serious They weren't doing it like seriously. And they were endorsed by Fab Five Freddy. And the. Because the punk scene and the rap scene were almost the same.
0: Yeah. Like, the, honestly, punk and rap were pretty well just like from different places. Right. People don't realize how similar they actually they
1: are. They are. And it, 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 yeah. it was about against being the, against the establishment. Yeah. So they were just kind of. And art. And also, there was a lot of art because, for me, it was Keith Haring, Mabel Thorpe. There was a lot of things that were happening at the same time where they were kind of friends with each other. Somewhere. And you watched a lot of early rap videos. They were emulating rock stars. They were all the leather and the frills, and they were a fur coats. It was all kind of they hadn't come to their own yet until I would say later when it came to like like you know N.W.A. Until they all came to that stuff later. But they were very much. Punk and rap were, they were like these two outcasts, and I loved them. I loved their music; it was so different. Yeah. I was a Sex Pistols fan. And, oh yeah, I love. And, them. and you know, and I was, I was, and I, and I was, into, I went, I've been to CBGBs. I have been there before they closed. Oh, their, I'm their so now. jealous. They're oh. closed. I know you, you got to go New York to the lower inside, but I, but I, I started saw Blondie, which I can't remember. So I saw Talking yeah. Heads. Oh. Um, wow. So I mean, they're brazen ass, but I saw Talking Heads, and they were great. Um, but no, it's, it's just it's you know there was a whole there's a whole <laughs> genres of music that I loved but maybe I didn't get into as much because I got into this one maybe a little more. I'd always interchange or a group would get my attention more than that group.
0: Yeah, like I hated country music growing up because the country music growing up and then growing up in East Texas, like nothing against Neil McCoy, he was a local boy, but that's not really my cup of tea. I wouldn't listen to country music till Zach Brown Band. My mom oh, was my like, God. no, this is your rock music.
1: Yeah, I guess. and
0: you know, then you got people like Luke Bryan who were just hot, but, um, yes. and that's the thing is yeah. there's constant, and I've been to see them all live oh. and Brad Paisley and oh. love them just you know maybe not i don't have the same affection that i do for nine inch sales it's more about you know a different time in my life but yeah as you say you've gone through different music phases Mm. and i know i mentioned my first albums what were yours
1: wow okay first albums okay my first 45 was um a song called really rosy by um oh my god oh my god my oh my god her name um oh my god the biggest selling female artist at the time not quite the other one. Oh my gosh, she had Tapestry. Carol King. <laughs> Carol King. Um, my mother's a very big Carol King fan. That tapestry album was huge and every song was a hit. You got a friend, which give girls fan to you know that song. Yeah. And all things like that. So um, but anyway, so that was my first single. My first album was Santa Fe Soundtrack. And I still have it. Really?
0: That's With the awesome. disco
1: sleeves and everything in there where you can you can buy disco outfits and the disco dance steps. It opens up into a threefold. I have the original so if you were sad, I paid with my own money. I was so excited. I love the Bee Gees. They're my group. Um, the first CD I bought back, my CDs had a giant jewel case. They had, a, it was like a waste of paper. It was long jewel cases. Was, um, I bought two. It was Bluebell Knoll by Cocteau Twins, which I still have. And they were very ethereal. There was a, there's a, there was a, a label called 4AD that was really big. They had a, they had, they had a, um, 4AD had, um, Cocteau Twins and a bunch of other bands that became very cult, um, status favorites. You, you go to, Four, you go to 4AD level for some weird stuff. Oh, it was that album and the Sugar Cubes, which was Bjork's group before she, oh, left wow. went solo. I she, didn't
0: even know that. She mean, had a band yeah.
1: called Big Hits. One was called Happy Birthday, whatever. So they had a couple Big Hits and she was in this group called Sugar Cubes Mice Land. And those were my two first CDs that I actually bought, uh, on CD. Um my first cassette I remember my first cassette was actually uh LA Guns one of their early albums and the second one was um was Motley Crue uh, girls,
0: girls, girls. <laughs> That's awesome. So actually, where we are right now, guys, is in my apartment off Sunset, yes. and I literally live down the street yes. from the Seventh Vale, where yes. Girls, Girls, yes. Girls was filmed. Yes. And like Motley Crue is one of those bands that I've n- I've never gotten to see, oh, see them. Yes. Uh, live, and it's unfortunate because they're a-, a funny joke that me and my brothers, for whatever reason, would just call each other Motley Crue, just oh, like it's right. a stupid night game. We're like, you're Motley Crue, like not like we hated. It yeah. was just something dumb, um, and it is a fun. My I was my parents uh, w- brought were at a concert when my mom was pregnant with me. It was Motley Crue and Alice Cooper. She was pregnant, and it was the uh, Tommy Lee drum when he was doing the drum. Oh all the yes, scenes, uh, and yeah. then also Guns N' Roses. Like, and concert. that's why my mom when she's like, I've already seen Guns N' Roses, and technically you did too when I wanted to go last week at the forum. <laughs> that's
1: right. I saw. I saw. Okay, so. I saw Rolling Stones twice.
0: Oh, see, I'm so jealous, because <laughs> yes. my brother got to at at Stadium, yes. which is Cowboy Stadium, without me.
1: Yes, and they're good, yeah. and I saw them. I saw them with, okay, here's the thing for me. No. I saw them with Living Color the first time. Black rock group. I had never seen one oh. in my entire life. There, there were two groups at the time called King's X and and um, Living Color, there were only two that were black in a rock. The only Steel Wheels Trash 89. 9 and I saw they were really good and I saw them with Guns N' Roses. Oh yeah. I saw the gold bill and it was really good. And the rest when Axel yeah. was throwing bottles in the company, he was mad. mad, uh. swear it was great. Um, but no, I for me, just really briefly when you mentioned about the Sunset Strip, yeah. I have such an affection for it because I love this neighborhood because I was here mm-hmm. all the time. And it was, it was and those few years were a really fun time for me. I had long hair and it was crazy. We were doing stuff. And my brother Max was no longer with us anymore, it was a major opponent. We would just run the streets. My sister Samantha, we just run the streets. I mean, I would never, I would never advocate 15, 16, 17 year olds running the streets, but this was a different time yeah, it's a period. Different time, yeah. It was the 80s. Um, and we just saw all these great bands on Sunset Strip. It was just like, it was just brimming with, that kind of music and I and I and I didn't always partake in the lifestyle so much. I was just I was so enamored with the music that I saw a lot of great bands start I mean we knew guys from Warrant and Rash yeah. and Trixie and all Vixen. these things
0: I saw at the like, freaking oil palace in Tyler, Texas. <laughs> and there you like, go.
1: And we knew all my sister actually dated some of the guys that we I mean, like yeah. we knew those. It's like when Jenny Lane died, we knew him. We were upset. I was upset, we knew him personally. Nice guy knew was. And so for us we have connections to some of them that it was like, because we became, we all became like, a, it was we were all the like a family. Everybody was young and it was fresh and it was just like, let's have a good time. You don't know whose house you would be at. Uh, an after, 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 after party yeah. and underground this, I mean, there was, there was, I, just, I had so much fun, I had a great time. I, I mean, it was it was just like a magical time for
0: me. And see, and that kind of brings it about to the whole point of, you know, you got to experience that because you are older and coming to this and yes. I'm like listening to your stories and all because I would give anything. Like, I wish I had a wave rider <laughs> and I could go back in time, like to be on the sunset trip. Sure, Cause I grew up watching these videos of all these oh, things. Yeah, when I sure. first went to the forum, I'm like a freaking tourist. Cause I was like working when they're like, what, what's the deal? I'm like, no, this is where Alice Cooper filmed this video. Or this and they're like what a nerd like, and, and that's the thing is going to these bars and being around here is so nostalgic for me right. growing up watching these videos and it's funny you mentioned LA Guns uh twice now so I've got yes. to mention when they came to my hometown and we went to the skating rink everyone thought my dad was in LA Guns so oh, like, it was funny. hilarious all the little girls kept wanting him to skate with him because they thought and he's like P he usually gets confused with um Crap! Uh, Steve Perry from Journey. Oh, Journey. He yes, looks, a, or he used to look, a yeah. lot like him. And for years, he even looked better than Steve Perry <laughs> for a while. Oh, and yeah. Asian tourists in Dallas would always take pictures because he's like, whatever. Yeah, like I'll just go with it. But yeah. Uh,
1: What's well, funny? I here's a little tidbit for yeah. you guys. I the earliest L.A. Gun show that I saw in the early '80s was when Axel Rose was a member oh, of the what? band. And then he left with we Guns yeah, N' Roses. Guns so, but he was a member of L.A. Guns. And that's yeah. I remember that. And I remember seeing him, and he was just a little skinny long-haired kid. We were just like, oh, okay. And he, had a good, he had a great voice, he had a great voice. And, we'd, and they would do the Rainbow, and, and Whiskey, and Madame Wong's, and there were a bunch of a whole bunch of little places that just aren't even around anymore. That just mm-hmm. like, you could just hear music. It just night of the week. There were a lot of bands who didn't even make it. There were a lot of bands, I like just, I have flyers I still found the other day in my treasure chest of bands that didn't even go nowhere, but we go see them all every night. It was just like and you eat at five in the morning and just like I mean, I still went to school. I don't hide you, I don't hide it all that and they still went to school. I worked and it was just crazy.
0: Yeah, and that's the thing, is as I say, I'm just there's a part of me that's like if I could go back and live some of these times but at the same time there are other people that I enjoy like Adam Grohl and Doctor Drew who hate the seventies and they grew up So it's all a perception thing. I do know. I do know if I were to ever go back in time I'd probably but but it's just the thought. I love because I love storytelling. I love I do, hearing yeah. and I and you
1: know? I love. I see. I loved every time there. Yeah. There were things that were wrong, but just when, of course. I remember having to wait in line for gas on odd days. With my parents, when they had the gas shortage in the seventies, like we go on. We have to go every Thursday and Saturday, and we had to go I and mean, wait in line for hours to get gas. I remember that. Um, you know, but things like that. But other than that, I love I was a skater. I used to I used to I used to roller skate. I could backward skate, disco uh-huh, skate. Yeah. I mean it was all about skating. I had long feathered hair. I was just like skating down Venice going from Venice to Monica. Our parents would give us like twenty dollars. Yeah. Here you gotta get a waffle ice cream cone, watch your brother. And then we just like skate up and down and all day and then and, and when it came six o'clock at night, they would come back to so come back and get in the car and go back home. Like it was just I remember watching bad television. I remember watching Sonny and Cher show and yeah. Captain T'Enil and I remember all, I remember, I remember those, they must've seriously been on drugs, and now I look at some of this stuff. That whole, oh my, uh, Marty Croft and Sid, I mean that stuff <laughs> was like um, the Bugaloos, H.R. Puffin stuff.
0: Oh, that was definitely Lilliput. a They were to.
1: all, I mean, come on, Sigma Sea Monster.
0: Yeah.
1: Vandal Lost for Chaka. They were all so, I mean, I look at them now going, they were all on drugs, obviously. We every time we you sit there and watch and I watch Soul Train, and, and American Bandstand, and Dance Fever, I mean, I just, I just, I just. For me, I there were a lot. Yeah, the fashion was horrible. There were a lot <laughs> of things that were bad. I had bell bottoms, lost. I, I had sneaker platforms. They were all horrible. But then
0: Spice, I, Spice Girls brought the platform. They sure so I did a while. The And I, did. I, because luckily my mom and I both have oddly small feet, I was still able to wear her seventies <laughs> platforms oh, hey, when I, And all my friends were jealous because it's like I get my own Spice Girl
1: shoes. and <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> then my mom with her shoulder pads in the eighties. Yeah. I was always playing. like like linebackers. they all these huge, We laughed at them. said your dresses, girl, was so like up to here. They're like, hi, I'm a professional woman. <laughs> um but the 80s are, Brown. Oh, and I worked. I worked my guests. Mm-hmm. Stone washed jacket oh. to death. It's so ugly. It's hideous. Okay, now. It was. I thought it was the best thing on earth. I paid one hundred and ten dollars for it from the sherwin the This a of at the time, yeah. it was a lot of the a lot time. And I, I bought it and I was. I wore the shit out of that thing. I was like, oh, I was trying to take every picture of my members-only jackets. Oh my god, my high school yearbook. I wore that members-only jacket every picture. Yeah. I'm like, why was I wearing it every day all the time? So there's certain things I do look back and go, oh my god, it was kind of crazy, but. I liked I, I you know it's been really weird for me. I'm a very present person. I'm I don't to be present in things, so I can really enjoy them. I really enjoyed the '70s when the '70s were happening. I enjoyed the '80s and the '90s. I I enjoyed every decade. I I knew what I was what was happening. I always felt it.
0: And that's good. And I feel like that's what makes you so good at what you do. And, and it's interesting when we live in a time of we are sort of in the present all the time, but we do, you know, one of the drawbacks and you know, that has the cat 22 is while we have these phones at our fingertips where we can you know, look up all this information that you didn't have growing up back then, but it also, in we can be present taking photos and all this that you weren't able to capture, but at the same time, doesn't that take away from it at the same time if you feel the need?
1: There are times when yeah. I go away, go, You did Snapchat this weekend. I said, Well, I was living, I was about I forget busy. about
0: Snapchat. I know
1: the fans want to yeah. see it, but like, for me, it's like There are times I'm enjoying myself. I don't think about every five minutes. Selfie picture. I don't I mean, there's some folks who they always think about it I just I just don't because I come from a time I'm the last generation that didn't have that and I remember um, today I found a tape from my answer machine from 1986. Oh wow. And I put it in this morning listened to it And it was all like are you home? Are you home? I remember that I remember that you had to like I mean, there was no cell phones folks no pagers. Oh yeah, I this
0: remember was, answering
1: machines. Yeah, yeah. It's like it was like totally your call system was there, we screen a call, you just screen a call and you call, and we went to your neighbor, Hi oh yeah, it's the kitchen. I didn't hear yeah. you like I mean it's like James, I know you're there, answer your phone. Most of my were pleadings, like, James, answer the yeah. phone, where are you? Dude, are you home yet? Are you home yet? I forgot how that's like I mean, we have I mean, it's but it made me appreciate like just life being in a present I mean, I'm living life. I'm out there. I'm living life. So, unless someone films most of the time, there's a lot of things you don't catch about me because I'm out there doing stuff.
0: Well, yeah, and that's the thing is, as you said, this is what the fans want. And that's usually who I think of when I'm taking pictures. Because I'm like, oh, other people want to see it. But usually I'm like, I don't need those pictures for myself. Right, I don't don't get either, yeah. And that's what I was wondering is, like, does it, you know, hurt or help you in a way to sort of have a different experience? Uh, In my personal opinion, I feel like. People that are from the generation behind me, which would be where they've always yeah. had this stuff. I feel like they're going to be at a major disadvantage. Yeah. What about you?
1: I think they, they, yeah. but they won't know. They won't know they're at one. Yeah, that's they, true. They won't, they won't know it. But we will know yeah. it. And it's kind of sad because we're getting more imp- impersonal. It's starting to happen more. It's starting to happen more and more. Our interpersonal communication is broken down. No one can speak to each other anymore. Yeah. Um, I made a joke the other day about... <laughs> Back in the day when we used to cruise people
0: <laughs> and people were
1: like, if you like somebody, you go to a bar. i like, yeah. say to anybody, go to yeah. a bar, you give eye touch. No one's can do it anymore. It's all online now, which in some ways, yes, it, it makes things a little easier, but then people can't talk.
0: Yeah, and that's uh, you know an interesting thing I was actually discussing with my mom is in a lot of ways, like online dating has really helped a lot of people because yeah. I'm actually one of those people that win the real online dating. I mean, there's Tinder, and there's yeah. something wrong with that if you're both on the same page. Yeah. But at the same time, I'm talking about I know plenty of people who've met on like mm-hmm, Match.com and things like that mm-hmm. and have way better marriages than, yes. than I've seen in my own family. I agree. I agree. And so I don't judge that. And two, a lot of these are shy people that this is – it's a lot easier to get rejected online, yes. and, and that's the aspect I really like, is these people are able to sort of develop a connection. But most of these successful relationships is they get all the hard stuff, at, you know, the, the breaking the ice out of the way, and then they're able to talk because they've developed this connection. Yeah. Unfortunately, this sort of app, and then it is my millennial generation that has sort of ruined these lasting relationships, and I almost feel like it's not so much the internet, it's the personality of mm-hmm. my generation and that not wanting to be committed more so than yes. than the technology itself. Yeah.
1: I feel like we, our technology is going faster than our emotions. So we are really, we're, we're leaps and bounds in technology, but we have, we're still emotionally stunted. We haven't caught up with it. And I think we have a long way to go. And so I think, and I'm an online dater and it's, mm. it's, it's tough because they're just, People who can't talk to can have a conversation, or they talk in a certain way that there's an online way to talk that you get in real life it doesn't work.
0: Yeah and that's why you know I'm a person who listens to a lot of podcasts and as I you know talk about storytelling is so important to me and that's what I look for in a man or whatever like and so that would be like an, a definite no that's why i mean sort of how i met somebody else and that's why yeah. it didn't work out it's like yeah. okay you can tweet but like when you're in person you can't seem to say anything that's the and is, yeah. yeah that's why it's like you know what find your dates off podcast you're like hey i really like listening to you talk about your show i mean uh,
1: Especially I've gotten hit on so many times recently about stuff. I mean, it's funny, and it's and it's, and it's people I don't want to talk to at all. Of course, um, they're sliding at like DMs, but they're not sliding the way I want them to. They're oh God. not. They're just like there are some folks. I'm like, okay, um, I appreciate that, but i no thank you. I, I, wish, I wish she would marry me. I'm like, okay, I got to go, got to go. Um,
0: At least you get the nice ones because, too, people always say, do you ever get dick pics? So I say, no. uh, apparently, I portray myself as classy enough to not get dick pics. I usually get nice men in India who want to marry me. Oh, okay. So I'm okay. like, you know what? I'm flattered as long as uh, – usually, I get those nice comments, and okay. apparently, you do, too. So. Yeah, I get those
1: like, you're a big teddy bear. No. I just, I just want to marry you. I'm like, oh, okay, well, thank you. I, I appreciate that. I'm not going to do that um but yeah so but it's it's technology i've seen it i mean i've seen it from transistor radios to your AMFM know, AM FM to Walkman mm. to Discman. I have mean, seen it, I've seen it all. I mean, I'm playing. Yeah. Good. I, I I dug out my eight track and I'm playing eight tracks right now. Oh yeah,
0: I saw your picture yes. on Instagram. I'm and like, I, this is what an eight track looks like. Yes. I've seen them before eight. because in um the radio stations, radio stations yes. actually still use yes. eight tracks. So my yes. dad would work there, and yeah. you know, so that's how I knew what an eight track was. But only because of that in '70 show. Like, <laughs> yes.
1: yeah. Well, I went to Amoeba, which yeah. is a place here in LA, you guys. There's one in San Francisco too. Um I got I've some, been to I both. some I bought yeah. me too. I bought some H tracks for a dollar. And I, I got like David Cassidy made recipes. Oh. Uh Peter Frampton.
0: Did you know that David Cassidy was Katie Cassidy's dad? Yes, okay. Know. Like for just, some, some reason they just light. they're just like. I know, but for whatever reason, I did not put that together till after his death, and I'm like, oh. Well,
1: well see, huh. I knew her because I watched the Superhero Show. I was like,
0: yeah. <laughs> I knew her from
1: Melrose Place the reason. Yeah,
0: she was good on she that. She was so like, good. So, like that, she was honestly the only reason to watch. Yeah, that exactly, show. Like, exactly. her, And then Colin Egglesfield from All My Children yes, was goes, on there, yes. and I was like, that was it. Yes,
1: that was it. So I yeah. knew stuff. So, I know she does Superhero stuff, but no, they, but you see them side by side, it looks like. She's beautiful. She I mean, She's yeah. beautiful. I mean, he's not about to look mad himself either. Apparently, today he cut her out of the will. Apparently, there's a whole. Uh, the will came out that then he cut her out of the whole will. That he, they were not really that close. Oh. Even though know, she ran to his side when he died. Yeah. As we all know, they makes complicated. Yeah, uh, that's
0: something I totally understand. Yeah, me, Kay, so same, yeah. Own, me too.
1: <laughs> so, but apparently, that, that was being announced today is that she was. The,
0: Well, she has a contract on one of the top shows, so you know what, Katie's got her own money, Like, and that's, you know, it is what it is, I don't know the situation, but at least she's doing fine.
1: Yes, and she comes from a big family, I mean, Shirley Jones, there's her step-grandmother, and her her uncles were all actors, Sean Cassidy, of course, which was a hard, I remember my sister's like Sean Cassidy, Hardy Boys, and 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 Nancy Mm Drew Mysteries, or Pamela Sue Martin, who later watched the dynasty, Uh, I read all the books, and we used to watch shows, (laughs) of course, uh, but no, yeah. But going back to the whole, the, the whole positive bright something of decades. I just, I just realized as I was growing up, I, just, I had we that fun. Yeah, I was, I, I, embraced every decade that I lived in, which whatever it was. In the early '90s, when TLC came out, and they were wearing crisscross, they're all wearing the, these them shorties, but they were mm. the. um Overalls, the come of the knees, I bought them too. Uh, Rayon shirts, I bought them too. I thought I was a Fresh Prince for a while. I, wor- I dressed like him.
0: Yeah, I worked you know. the TLC concert when they came, did the reunion tour yes. at the Forum. Uh, that was actually the first time I went there and was being a nerd and it was about, hey. like taking pictures. And I peeped next to Chili and one of my first audience gigs, and she was singing, oh. but not "Don't Go Chasing Waterfalls." Oh. it was weird. And and she was like, "Sorry, girl," like, uh, like," and I'm like. I I'm surprised you've never heard the I Pete Next to Chili storyline. No. Because every time someone brings up TLC I somehow want to tell that story. That's <laughs> so funny. I don't
1: know that. But I guess oh, TLC it was just funny. a day. Whatever the fashions were, I got it. I embraced the fashion, yeah. the hair, I embraced the hair. Cool. I just I just feel like life is just and I do now, I mean to just to bring it back around to today. I I try to live life to the fullest. You know me, I try to live life to the fullest. I'm grabbing everything I can. Because I want to, not just because, yeah. but I just feel, I just feel urgency that, you know, I've had a lot of death in my life recently and I just feel like, I could end, and tomorrow could be the last day for me. I won't be able to at least die because that's the famous thing. Apparently, David Cassidy's father, or David Cassidy said, I can't remember which one it said, his last words were so much wasted time. That was his last words. Wow. All right. What, I said, how profound is that statement? Yeah. So much wasted time. I don't want to I don't want to You I, don't want to
0: feel like that, yeah. No.
1: And I think I think I think at this point I, I don't I think I can't I think I'll be fine. If I die tomorrow I'd be okay, I can say I did some stuff.
0: And that's the thing is I feel like even though we were obviously born at different times, we seem to seem to have the same outcome oh, yeah. in life. Mm-hmm. And we've both lived a thousand lives. Yes. And that's the thing is having that look of like no regrets. And it's like, yes, we've all wished that maybe we made a decision. Oh, yeah. But every mistake I've ever made has led me to this point in my life. Yeah, I mean
1: that's very true. I always, I always tell people I am James Lodge Jr. And they go, what does that mean? That means from May tenth, nineteen sixty nine to a second ago, everything that I've been through is makes me James Laud Jr. Yeah,
0: and, and that that's the best outlook you can have on life, and that's the whole point of this show. I mean this is bright side is you know what? We've all had some shit. It's what you do after the shit is what matters.
1: <laughs> what would you make the shit into? Yes.
0: Yeah. You spend, um, shit, okay. into gold. I spend <laughs> shit into gold. I,
1: I try. It's hard sometimes. And these holidays are coming up and it's going to be really hard for me. This is my family season, but I know I'll get through it. And, it's, and I have a lot to live for and it's going to be good.
0: Yeah, and, and two, I'm like, is there anything else you want to say? Because I felt like this sort of ended already in the way that you yeah. wrapped it up oh, so well, yeah, because so, really that's really. what you do. You're I, like, I, yeah, I'm, I'm bringing it back around. <laughs> I was like, see, you did it without me. Uh, go. you know, yeah. I don't know.
1: I can't help it, I guess I do that. Yeah. Yes. Uh, I just wanna tell people, if you learn anything from me or example from me, that has to be unapologetically yourself. Be who you are, own it, and make it work to your advantage. Like be the best you can be. Don't try to be anybody else. I know it's hard to watch you see other people and they have success and you're like, oh, I wish that was me or this is how don't do that. Stay in your lane. Be who mm-hmm. you are fully and just and, and live your life. And, so, and and you know what? And also be nice to people. I feel like Nice should be the norm. Nice should be just a regular thing. It doesn't cost you anything to be nice to people.
0: Yeah, that's what my mother always said, is it's, it's free to be nice. You, I mean, because we were the poor kids in town. Right. It's like, you know, and that was the thing, is we always tried to be nice to people. I mean, what is the saying? You know, you should be kind. Should be kind. Should be kind. I mean, yes. he repeats it three times because that, that is clearly the golden rule. <laughs>
1: I, I I always said I said people should be nice yeah. and nice should be the norm. I always say that and I just I just I believe that with all my heart and I try to live that way. So that's kind of what I want to say.
0: All right. And where can they find you in one of the many millions <laughs> oh, of things you do, James Lott Jr. This is, tell yeah. this is what I tell
1: people. what I tell people. Google James Law Jr. <laughs> and everything will pop up because I'm literally it's, I'm literally I'm James Law Jr. On Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, SoundCloud, YouTube, uh, Spreaker.com, iTunes. I am um, missing something. Uh, 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 I'm also the Super Organizer. You can find it anywhere too. The Super Organizer Universe.com is my blog. That's basically just start. Just start there. Everything links to each other. So I'm doing this show on Amazon. Mm -hmm. All my songs. I have a new song out. It's called Santa, Santa, Santa. Hurry up, Santa! It's my Christmas song.
0: And Christmas songs are the number one way to make money. I mean, Mariah Carey, in my opinion, (laughs) didn't do a damn thing other than that. Um, All I I want for Christmas is you. Like
1: (laughs) I love it. The Killers used to come out with good Christmas songs every year too. The The Killers? Killers? Yes.
0: Even oh my god! I mean this. Podcast is basically named after their song. And yeah, I know. So like,
1: every, every year they had a great, great Christmas song. They were known for their Christmas songs.
0: I did not know. Go this. on there and look, uh,
1: every one is good.
0: Yeah, guys, I'm learning things. That's why I bring people on, is I always exactly. like learning things.
1: No, you like, they're, sure. they're all good. Yeah. Anyway, um, uh, um, so that's out right now. It's on every social, all every platform, Spotify, Pandora, Google Play, Amazon Music. And also, my latest book is Who Put the Funhouse Mirror in My Bathroom. And that is uh on Amazon. <laughs> My my, my weight problems, (laughs) but it's funny. So it's funny. funny.
0: All right. Well, thank you so much for doing this. Thank you.